right, Trace, this is this is a privilege, mate. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. It's a bit strange talking to strangers on the internet, but thank you. Oh, no, I have no problem with it. I'm calling people up all the time and saying, you know, will you be on my podcast because I've got a question for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's an amazing way for people to connect, but also, you know, learn and grow from one another and find out things that you didn't know before. So, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? 100%. And people have access to be part of a conversation when it deems them fit, right? So they can yeah. they can be part of it whenever they want and you can get rid of time zones, you can get over those barriers of geographical locations. It's it's not like you have to be in a boardroom anymore. It's like, no, 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 if you feel a little lonely, that's fine. Stick your earpods in, you know, or play it out loud if you really want to and you can hear people having a conversation um, and hopefully it can ease a bit of an anxiety or, or loneliness feeling, you know? That's why they yeah. started. Oh, I like that. I was going to ask you, why did you start your podcast? But this is a not for me to ask you. <laughs> it's from yeah. one podcaster to another. It's like, yeah, you're used to asking the questions. But yeah, yeah. For sure. Wait, what do you, what do, you do? Um, so I'm the founder of Sexy Aging, which is a suite of digital resources to help midlife women navigate menopause. Um, I'm my background is fitness, so I've always been in the fitness industry over 30 years. Um, some of the things that I've done in the past was uh, I used to work for Les Mills, Les Mills International. Then I moved to Asia, worked for Fitness First Asia, helped them set up the whole group fitness across Asia. Then I left that, did an MBA based in Asia in Kuala Lumpur, and then set up the headquarters for Les Mills Southeast Asia. Wow. Did that for about eight years. And then my husband and I, we founded our own company called Firefit, which is now an international boutique fitness brand. Um, but we sold that before the pandemic. <laughs> so all this time we're up in Asia doing this. Uh, we worked our final year with the company that bought Firefit um, to help them digitize the content because obviously you know, a lot of fitness clubs were impacted by a pandemic without ha without being able to open and offer the classes and offer the workouts, what have you. So we changed a lot of stuff to a digitized platform and um, helped them implement a franchise model. Uh, and then we left. We moved back to New Zealand and now we're living in Mount Monganui. And when I landed back here, I just had all these questions like, oh gosh, you know, I'm 50 something and um, have I aged out of the fitness industry? Where Now that I'm back in New Zealand, I used to be really young and people knew me when I was in New Zealand across Les Mills, but now I'm here, I don't work for them and, um, you know, what happens now? So I had all these big kind of life questions in midlife, which a lot of people, a lot of people get this and... For women, it's a big thing as well because as you're going through menopause and hormonal shifts, there's a lot of physical, mental and emotional chaos <laughs> that comes into it that either affects your career, your home life or your sense of self. Mm. Um, so I was at that pivot point as well and I was like thinking, what happens now? And I was smack up in perimenopause, all the challenges that, and I've spoken very openly about it. It's on my podcast. I talk to experts about what's happening to the body. And then I've pulled together my fitness background, my passion for helping people be well and healthy and help them understand during this life stage what they need to be doing to support their symptoms and be healthier for the rest of their life because they've got another 30, 40 years ahead of them. But there are some challenges unless you know what you're doing. Um, so, for example, 
you know, if I go into a fitness club, I see personal trainers training midlife women, it's all wrong. <laughs> so I kind of put it out there. Hey, look, you need to know what's going on with your client's body and understand why you're not going to make them do that hit workout every single day. Um, <laughs> what they actually need to be doing and how they actually need to be eating. Uh, and so I provide those resources for the every woman, not necessarily the athlete. A lot of people say, you know, you could do something for athletes, but I'm like, actually, I meet more women, everyday women who just want to be a little bit healthier and a little bit fitter and get through the day and have great relationships with their families and feel successful at work. And that's a much bigger pull. Um, so that's my audience. And I have created a website, a, I've written a book, um, I've got an online course, my podcast, of course, has been going for a couple of years. And um, I launched a fitness training app last year. Um, so all of these things come under the brand sexy aging. And people often ask me, why sexy aging? And I'm like, why not? <laughs> why can't you be both? You know, and it and it means different things to different people. So when I was living in Asia, the word sexy doesn't have the whole sexual connotations that, that it's usually aligned with here. It means feeling yourself, you know, like you, you put something on that you love and you're feeling really good about yourself. And that's when they say, oh, you're so sexy. It's meaning like you look like you are loving this moment right now. Like you could be dancing on the dance floor and they're like, you're, lo you're loving this moment and this feeling right now. And that's kind of what it means for me. So I've taken that word sexy. I put it with aging. And at first for people, it's very polarizing. It's like, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, how do you not, <laughs> you know, so let's go. <laughs> wow. And yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And it's nearly full time. It's uh, I'm still working in the fitness industry consulting. Um, I help businesses uh, figure out some training and marketing and programming. Um, but all of the funds go into my own business, which, uh, pretty soon, hopefully this year, at some point I'll be going full time with sexy aging. So I, if I, if anybody asked me a year ago, what I would be doing, I couldn't have said that this is what I'd be doing, honestly, hand on heart. And now I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing because wow. the, the feedback, the testimonies, the you know, every single day, the DMs that people are like, I, I got your book, I listened to this episode, or I've downloaded your workouts, and it's like life changing stuff for them. So um, yeah, I mean, how do you not follow your heart and follow your purpose, right? 100%. If something lights you up, and you're ready to go smack it in the face and get stuck in, then yeah, that's yeah. what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's absolutely awesome. And it's it's so cool to, to, to see people find that, you know, especially within our industry within the fitness industry right and it's the menopause that older age group is definitely something that people just forget about you know yeah. it's like you yeah, know we'll, we'll look at them when they're like 70 80 you're like yeah but there's a bit of there's a bit of time between the athlete in their 20s and 70 and 80 year olds we're, quite a bit of time <laughs> exactly right and you're yeah. just like oh what do we do you're like oh they're fine they can figure it out um we're the experts here we're the ones who's supposed to be slowly guiding them to a fitter and healthier life, right? Yeah. And I think the the interesting thing is that, you know, women of this age bracket, say 45 to 55, where the biggest challenges are with menopause, are also um, economically independent. And oftentimes in the household, they're the ones that are 
saying where the money's going and they also care about themselves like they actually care about the way they look and the clothes that they wear and they take some time off to do a bit of self-care so they're more than happy to pay for personal training i call them the the payers and the stayers because they are the people that really do uh want to do something good for themselves also they're not looking for the quick fix because they did that before and it didn't work out so multiple diets have shown them that actually it doesn't really work out long term so i think i'm just going to chip away and do the right thing now because i've got the rest of my life and i've learned patience i know that things take time you know so it's a it's a quite different mindset and um it's a real opportunity in the fitness industry and the more people i speak to about this i can start to see the needle shifting i you know i get a lot more fitness trainers contacting me about my course um it's an online course for for a woman out there but fitness trainers are like like so what's going on like, what do i need to know and i'm like just you need to know this because it's going to help you when someone comes in and they do their consultation form and they put down 47 you should be getting some alarm bells like at 47 what am i actually able to do with this person that's going to benefit them a lot of it's not just the physical training you know, it's 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 a bit of a mental mindset um, and just expect a few tears. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, and don't freak out. It's it's a stage of life. Um, you know, if you can imagine, if you've ever been on a roller coaster, it's like living like that every single day. Yeah. Yep, 100%, right? And usually uh, uh, you're kind of shoved in the too hard basket and it's like, no, no, I can't help you. Especially if it's a dude coach yeah. towards a towards obviously a lady right you're just like no mate mate you got into this for a reason you're not in yeah. high performance sport now you're in a bloody city fitness right so this lady would like your help your job is to friggin help her listen yeah. to her and let's crack on I actually really like what you've just said there Alex it's I sort of want to challenge the young male personal trainers and I actually do have an episode on the podcast where I um, interviewed Marlon from Les Mills, because uh, he is in this space and he did have some clients um, who were in menopause and he learned so much. And mm -hmm. I think it was really awesome. It was one of the top top ranking episodes actually was um, was his episode and his take on being male and training women in menopause. Uh, so he's basically saying, you know, it was the best opportunity for him because he had a loyal following, a base. So that gives him a good base of clients who are loyal, they they pay, they stay, and then you've got those high performance athletes that are the the you know the cream, you're the people that you, you aspire to be training all the time, but they're far and few between. So it's it's just a really good base of clients. And if you know what you're doing with them, it actually becomes incredibly satisfying. So yeah, I just kind of challenge young male personal trainers. Find out what you need to know because don't shy away from it. You have a look around you, you know, you know someone who's in menopause, you just haven't spoken of it. You know, your mum, your aunt, your teacher, you know, uh, someone that got, you go into the bank, the Air New Zealand, <laughs> everyone you come across, they're going to be in menopause and, you know, they're kind of going, I need some help here. So it's a good opportunity, just putting it out there. 100%, I completely agree. You know, I would ask... I would ask him why you got into this industry. You know, if it's to work out in the middle of the day and look sexy and do it for like eight months, then okay, fine, do your thing. But like if it's to help people, right? People is a is an umbrella term. It's all of us. It's inclusive, 
right? Yeah. Inclusivity and equality means equal in all parts, right? Everybody's allowed in this space of the four walls of the gym. And it's our job to be able to help them, right? So I, I say the same thing with the low socioeconomic kids. Um, I did the same thing when I was at home. Where these kids are orphans. These kids are literally holes in their school shoes. They got no warm food in their belly. I was like, all right, sound. How are we supposed to help these people? Obviously, finances is a difficult thing. So there's other ways we have to get around this. We say the same thing about people who might be deaf or hearing impaired or adaptive athletes, neurodivergence. Say the same thing about age. Say the same thing about gender. It doesn't matter. Whoever you are, I don't care. Like, walk through the door. Let's figure it out, okay? And if you don't yeah. know, that's all right. You know, there's courses out there. There's things available. Yes, absolutely mega. But we, first of all, this person's in front of you. I don't know. They're going to know their body maybe a little bit more than you. And maybe just, I don't know, ask them. Just ask. Talk to me about this. You 100%. Know? Yeah, and then go and do the research. Find out what you need to know. Just keep learning, keep growing. That's the cool thing about the fitness industry is that the science yeah. is always coming out. Things we knew before are different. And then things that we knew way back have made a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> and and basically when it comes to physiology and fitness, uh, you know, not too much has changed, I'll be honest. I've been around it for a while. Uh, you know, how to grow muscle, how to get lean. I mean, those things really don't change that much. But my, the biggest eye-opener for me has been how those training methodologies don't necessarily work for a woman in menopause with hormonal shifts. Um, so that's, yeah, it, that's great. And I love the science that's coming out now. It's been left on the shelf for far too long. Mm. You know, you mentioned it already, you know, we go through this stage of life and then menopause kind of falls off the cliff, mm. like too hard basket or we don't really want to talk about that. Um, now, you know, women like myself, I'm a Gen X, are loud <laughs> and angry. <laughs> like, why have we not spoken about this? And now, now's the time. So we're demanding more care, more research, more support, uh, more understanding, support at work, all the things. So, yeah, it's it's things are getting better, but it's going to take a good 10 years. You talk about equity and equality. We're putting our hands up. We, you know, move away from anti-aging. Let's talk pro-aging. Let's look at what the new woman in her 50s actually wants and how she actually looks, you know. I don't sort of think of age as, I mean, it's a number there. It's on my passport or my birth certificate, but I'm just excited about the future, you know. I'm not afraid of the future or have fear about aging because I've dealt with the concept of what aging is. And as soon as I stepped away from worrying about my next move in the fitness industry and naturally progressed towards something altruistic and authentic to me, which is helping women in menopause, I just thought, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up. There's so much to do, you know? Um, and so I needed all that youthful kind of energy and so I could spend the hours in the night working <laughs> on my startup. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. You know, and all aging is, is adaptation. You know, that's all it is. That's oh, I what, like that. That's what mm. we do as human beings. We adapt and we're eventually going to decay and we're going to die. Great. But we're also born and what's in between those two lines is kind of up to us and we just adapt to everything. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, yeah, I think it's really important that we we open up the conversation. You know, I think... I think everything starts with a conversation. You know, our mind is a beautiful and crazy place, but it's also a little bit twisted. You know, if we keep things within the four walls of that thing, like eventually it's going to start spiraling downwards, you know, and you fabricated this reality that is no longer anywhere near the truth. 
right? And you're just like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Like, what's going on? You, you just get in your head too much and it starts affecting you that way. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Open up the conversation. Talk to somebody. You see somebody else's perspective. You're like, ah, oh, okay. And then also, yeah, I never thought about menopause. I never thought about life without a leg or being blind. And you're like, yeah. ah, okay. So we're talking and preaching and shouting from the heavens about I've got to get this law to be, you know, equal. And you're like, yeah, but we're only listening to one side. We're listening to the side that shouts the loudest there, guys. Like if you want equality, then you listen to all sides and you come up to this, you know, kind of middle ground. You're like, huh, this is cool. You might not even come up to an answer, but at least you've had the time and knowledge to just think about other perspectives, right? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's just the way I think about it anyway. I'm just a crazy dude from the North. I could be wrong. I actually really like what you're saying. <laughs> and I'm listening and I think, okay, the world is in good hands. Oh, no, no, no. People the like world, you. Yeah. No, the world don't need to be in my hands, man. I don't want any power over nobody. No, I think if more sort of younger guys like you are speaking and thinking like this, then I think it's good. It's, you know, it's a change. I think you've got yeah. to give people uh, time to figure out who they are. You got to give people the environment to voice their opinion. Um, and then you also, they need to be able to accept their own bias, right? I think we need to understand that we are everything and nothing at the same time. You know, we are the best thing on the planet and also a piece of shit. And that is, that is the, that is the point, you know, it's like, yeah, you are entitled to any opinion that you want. That's okay. But also people are entitled to any opinion they want. And that is also okay. And the way that we create progress and go forward and grow is both of us have a have a space to be able to voice said opinion. And we might agree to disagree and great. High five each other and have a pint at the end of it and crack on. You know, we don't need to cause conflict just because we don't agree perfectly with something, right? It's like, yeah, yeah that, that's how we want to go forwards. You know, I just see everyone just spinning plates and we kind of pendulum from one side to the next, whether it's left or right, political ideologies, whether it's whatever, you know, you're like, this doesn't make any sense, guys, because we're doing the same thing just on the other side of the coin. You know, if we want to go forwards and go forwards, listen to everybody, everybody has the right, be the voice for the yep. voiceless and then just crack on. Yep. <laughs> Let's crack on. <laughs> hey. So if you, someone's going to come in, right, come into the gym, say 47 lady mm -hmm. where would you start what questions would you be asking where would you start i'd actually uh the very first question i would ask and i've never been asked this question actually if you're assuming that i'm personal training for example yeah, yeah. so i'm in the gym and i'm a personal trainer and some and they're writing on their consultation form you know their basic details and um i would ask the very first question i would ask is how's your sleep mm. <laughs> yep and that's the very first because one of the very first perimenopause symptoms would be sleep um shifting like waking up multiple times in the night the next question i would ask is are you concerned about your weight because it because you can't assume that you know maybe they have put on weight but they're okay with it or one of the one of the other really quick perimenopause symptoms to kick in is a is a quite a rapid weight gain in one year 
so anything from five to ten kilos over one year and how it messes with a woman's head and of course physically how they feel about themselves so those are the probably the two key questions is are you here you know i think with personal training you generally say what goals are you here for are yeah. you here for strength are you here for weight loss you know those general ones but i would be asking how do you feel about how you look and feel today for example um because i think when you get into your mid-40s those questions become a lot of psycho physical tie-up <laughs> you know how they feel physically uh, affects how they feel psychologically um, and actually to be really to be really interesting and put it out there I'd actually say do you have any anxiety mm. and I think this is where things get quite challenging when it comes to personal training which is generally associated with physical training there is a movement towards helping personal trainers understand the mental care mental wellness side of what they do um, and I believe there's going to be some new certifications coming out soon. I know also in New Zealand, and I can't really say too much about it, but I've kind of heard on the fringes to help personal trainers understand how to open up a conversation in a consultation on someone's mental health. And are they coming to the gym for that reason? Because we know now that 30% of the people that walk into the gym are actually coming for, you know, mental health reasons, as in they want to feel better mentally. Uh, they know that exercise can get them there. We know that, like the science is there. There's too many studies out there that have been released in the last three or four weeks that show that exercise should be one of the top five things to help with mental health. So those are the those are kind of the questions that I'd lean towards. So just to summarize, are you sleeping? How do you feel about your weight? And are you feel are you have you got levels of anxiety? Do you feel your anxiety is heightened between say five years ago? Um, and then you kind of get a hint that this person is probably experiencing perimenopause. If we're ideally where I would like us to be with this conversation, they would walk in, they would say, I'm in perimenopause, <laughs> just straight up. If, I mean, because it's not really a medical issue. Mm. So when you put on, you know, on the uh, consultation form, it'll say, do you have any medical issues? I think a woman would go, oh, I'll probably have to put perimenopause there, but it's not a medical issue. It's a natural life stage, but it does have implications for health with, when it's not addressed. Or it does affect your daily living because, you know, the hormonal shift, which is radical, like from one hour to the next almost for some for some women. That's why you get hot flashes, vasometer symptoms and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think ideally a woman would be going, would they would tell you up front? But you know the questions to ask are the three that I've given. Yeah, See, this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna bridge off that and challenge the young trainers, right? The young male trainers, and be like, you've got to acknowledge your level of intimidation towards a lady when they come in, right? Especially That's if a good you're this point. yoked, six foot five, you know, looks like he needs to be on a bloody cover of a magazine, a motherfucker. You know, I don't know how that looks like, but whatever. You know, I'm like, good luck for him, mate. You know, it's it's nice for some. But, you know, it's it's intimidating. You know, you've, you've got a physical presence. Like, everybody does. It's not bound by gender, but you've got to understand that there is a predisposition. And you'd be like, okay, cool. You've got to bring yourself down. Not as in slouch over and, and, and physically bring yourself down, but you've got to have um, a way of making the energy in the room feel open and warm. Right, well, what you're talking than... about, Alex, is compassion and empathy. 100%. Right? Yeah, that's what you're talking about. So I don't think it matters what size you are or if you look intimidating. You can create 
compassion and empathy with the with your energy if you're aware of it and this is the interesting thing is I can honestly say hand on heart I wasn't that compassionate or empathetic until I was about 35 <laughs> and I'm a woman so when you you're talking about young guys personal trainers I'm just saying look if we can all learn and sometimes it's upbringing that does that a level of compassion and empathy for all human beings then it doesn't matter what you look like that energy will emanate and of course the first question that you ask and and the energy behind it so yeah i i do agree with what you're saying but i just say you know baseline if you if you're coming into any kind of consultation with a level of compassion uh empathy and curiosity because being curious about something you don't know is is totally cool right the 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 um the energy or the feeling behind hey tell me more about that lands really well uh when you don't know you know anything about menopause for example so if you're able to ask the question so tell me more about that so that you're writing it down i'm going to go and find out so i can really help you i want to really help you i'm not going to see you as too hard this could be an amazing growth opportunity for me as a trainer and actually it could also be a real challenge so let's do it you know, I just think people probably put it in the too hard basket and they just want to train for hypertrophy, train for bodybuilding shows, those things. I've done all those as well, but like I would now want to look at a woman in her midlife and know that training them to feel like they've got control of their health and they're able to manage their symptoms is a win. That's a win. And yeah, a bit of weight loss is great because that's probably going to happen as soon as you start moving properly, right? But it's all the other things like, oh, now she's sleeping, so now she feels good about herself. Now her performance at work has improved. You know, now she's she's had um, a promotion because she's got her symptoms under control and she's not forgetting shit, you know? <laughs> so there's so many other parts to it that people don't realize. And fitness has so much positive, such a positive role to play in that. Um, I think I'm probably one of the first out of the gate when it comes to this kind of blend of um, menopause care and fitness specifically. So I do know some others overseas and we can't, we do, we're do we in touch, which is cool because women of our age, we don't see each other as competition. We just go, hey, let's do this together. Let's collaborate. Let's talk. And let's, what do you know? What did you hear? Did you see that, you know, research? So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Does that make sense? hundred <laughs> percent it does, you know, 100% it does. I think everybody in the world, regardless of fitness industry or not, needs empathy and compassion for one another, right? Yeah. Like you, we need to be able to somehow teach or expose people to emotional intelligence rather than just I, uh, IQ, right? Like, hey, can you can you remember this test results and then just go go do it in an exam? You're like, well, no, because I've had a lot of concussions. So that's me out of the like, gate. So what's the next thing you're like oh well you yeah. popped I'm like cheers like so it's like how do <laughs> yeah. we then integrate socially you know we've got all the knowledge brilliant fantastic and I love it and we need people like that and I'm gonna go talk to them and I really want to learn about that fantastic but how do we apply it you know because knowledge without application means jack shit yeah so how do we we need people like us in the ground floor digging those holes in the trenches that talking to people like being able to dissect and communicate with one another and be like, okay, cool. Well, that person needs this and then that person needs that. And, oh, then I can link these two lines together and join the dots. And you're like, sweet. Like, this is how progress occurs. It's just talking to people and figuring it out and 
being empathetic man that's a Mm. big 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 one yeah i do i do rate eq as a really good skill for pt actually so yeah just being able to read between the lines um and just understanding that not all days are good days for people and just figuring out what they need being being flexible to training you know adjusting their training programs i mean look at all the the data and the stuff that's coming out about wearables and how you integrate your data from your clients track you know tracker to create a program that works for them today versus oh this is what i've organized for the next 10 weeks let's stick to the plan but i think hey look if you can see from their track tracker that they didn't sleep that night or they didn't get as many steps as they should have or you know and you as a personal trainer you can take that data and stay flexible and you know have a little bit of empathy around the training day that day um, but also teaching your client you are the educator so teaching your client hey look when you only get four hours sleep i'm not going to smack you in the gym we're going to do something that's going to make you feel good but you're going to get a better sleep tonight we're going to drop your cortisol levels um yeah so just i think it's a really interesting time fitness and mm. there's so much to learn you've got to stay on top of it stay curious um and never put anything in the too hard basket Stay curious. I love that so much. <laughs> May I got three questions? Okay. What's the, great, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Um, it's kind of something I tell myself. So I'm not sure if I've received it from somewhere. I would say I probably have, but it's it's something that really sticks with me today and it sort of permeates into most everything I do, which is um, you're never too old and it's never too late. So that also means that at any stage of life, you can change careers, you can change relationships, you can, you, you can get after what makes you truly happy, but you need to know what that is. You need to go, is it fleeting? Is it permanent? Is this my truth? And so, yeah, you're never too old. It's never too late. And the fact that I, I've created everything digitally when everything I ever did was physical, bricks and mortar, face fronting, you know, me teaching a class or training trainers or whatever was always about being in front of people. Now I'm behind a camera, I'm talking in a microphone, I'm, you know, filming content for an app. So it's like teaching yourself new things, you know, old dog, new tricks, that kind of thing. I think it it, it should never switch off. And I, I believe it's probably also the key to staying youthful. Uh, for me, physically, I'm in the fitness industry, but in my mind, you know, like, wow, what is SEO? Let me find out and how do I apply it, you know? Um, yeah, so that's my thing. <laughs> I love it. What's the worst piece of life advice you ever received? Oh, I wish you'd told me these before. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the spot's always best. Um, I'm not sure that I've had a worst piece of life advice because life is a wonderful and beautiful thing and we'll move through it and we'll learn the lessons along the way. So there's probably been life advice that I've been given that over time I've gone, yeah, that didn't work for me, mm. but I can't really think of anything. And I guess sort of negative stuff I do, I just don't have any focus for. Mm. So I can't think of it right now because I really don't focus on the negative. And I would think, you know, something that if I remembered I think it, where, where I'm going with this is if I remembered the worst piece of advice, then I'm still harboring something inside of myself I need to let go of. So there you go. <laughs> mm, that's a really unique perspective. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like I like these questions because I think about them for about about two weeks afterwards. I'm not going to lie. 
like they just fester in my head i'm like wow like that's really that's really under uh beautiful you know i can i can take a dip into somebody else's reality and and just try and think the way that you think for a little bit because the only thing i know is not nothing at the end of the day um that's cool well I think that you're learning every time you, you know, plug into a podcast episode like this. So, of course you know, yeah. It's yeah, the way I'm I learn. Same. I'm not good I'm in learning. skill. Yeah. <laughs> not good in skill. That's why I talk to people a lot smarter than I am. All right. Last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Tell my younger self? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is ease up. And I know that's like two words together. Um, go easy, which is, you know, I've always been rushing, rushing, goal oriented, uh, ambitious. Uh, so I can see that those are my qualities. Uh, they're not bad qualities. They're great qualities. They've done a lot of good things for people. Um, but I would probably tell myself you don't have to rush. And when you're done at the end of the day, it can be enough. That's enough. You know, um, the other thing is breathe. <laughs> and it kind of goes with the ease up. Um, yeah, I just remember thinking, I'll give an example that you could probably relate to. Uh, so, you know, Les Mills, they have these quarterly workshops every three months. And when I was in Asia, we would run quarterly workshops throughout all the different countries. And so I'd just be hopping around from one country to the next. And the events are amazing and the trainers are incredible and the instructors love it and it's life changing every single time. And um, but I was so ready to go to the next place and then the next place and the next place. I wasn't in the moment. So mm. I couldn't really fully feel the joy of the experience. And when I look back on that, I just feel like I wish that I just stepped away at the end of every event and just reflected on what was the highlight, what was the moment. And then I would be able to remember that a, a little bit better. Um, and then probably the last one. And of, of course, it's not one word. <laughs> I'm not going to stick to that. Right. Um, you're okay. Mm. Yeah. Shit happens and it's going to happen, but you've done harder things. So it's okay. Everything's okay. That's what I tell myself because I used to get like really up in my head that things weren't going my way. Mm. <laughs> and I realized that actually things don't always go your way and maybe the other way is better. Mm. So yeah. Tracy. Thank you. This has been an honor and privilege. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was kind of like, I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about today, but I know what I like to talk about. So <laughs> thanks for letting me go there. <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want to me, man. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Awesome. And we'll uh, stay in touch. Yeah. Sounds good. Speak cool. soon. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.